Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. And welcome in to the maiden voyage of uh, the Mackie and Judd after show, which will be Judd Zolgad and Declan Goff. We appreciate you coming to our podcast. Uh, and, of course, as we look to keep the Score North Vision live, you can help us out by doing a couple things I'm going to tell you both right now. Please, first of all, give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple. If that's where you listen to us, it helps us spread the word about our show to other Minnesota sports fans. And also, you can subscribe to our Score North YouTube channel, youtube.com, a Score North, where you can get all of our outstanding content, which includes uh, Mackie and Judd, Judd's Hockey Show. Great show. W- with a side of Declan. There it is. And, uh, of course, Purple Daily. And now the after show, uh, where what we're going to do, Declan, is each day we are going to, or I should say a few times a week, we're going to take a question that we got uh, from a reader, so we're going or a listener. We're going to go back to our old school um, vent line days. Yeah. Love, and we're going to take a question from you, the listener, and you can reach us. Uh, I'm at Jay Zolgat on Twitter. You are at Dex, D-E-X tweets. And we are going to address that question in a quickie format, give our thoughts, and then be done. And let's start with a subject near and dear to both our hearts. The game of hockey. Pass, shoot, score. Yes, exactly right. So yesterday, our uh, friend Michael Russo from The Athletic Big had a piece about Kirill Kaprasov and the fact that Kirill Kaprasov, obviously the Russian stud who wants to come here and wants to sign, uh, it's looking now like if the season does resume in July, the NHL is not going to give him the right to sign his contract until next season, which by the way, it might not start until who knows when, December or January. That led uh, to a question that I got from a uh, listener on Twitter, Ted, asking if I am happy or I am um, a bit on the downside about Kirill Kaprasov not being able to start with the wild ASAP. So this is assuming that hockey does come back in July or August. Not positive it does. I'm going to let you go first, though. What was your immediate reaction to the fact that unlike in most years where guys can sign late, Mm -hmm. Kirill Kaprasov, who could definitely be a difference maker for the wild, will not be allowed to sign until the start of what would amount to the 20. 21 NHL season. Well, it just adds to another hurdle and another layer of the wild getting screwed in COVID-19. <laughs> uh, I laid out in the last podcast on the Judd's Hockey Show, which you can find wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, that of all the situations that the wild are in, Kevin Fiala was developing, 
The team was in the playoffs. Dean Evason kind of got things rolling a little bit. Things were trending up for the Wild for the first time in, in a couple years, honestly. The, things were looking really good. And then the season got paused. Okay, bummer, but there's bigger problems in the world, and let's try to figure that out first before hockey comes back. And then you figure out, hey, remember, Kaprizov can sign here. Oh, yeah, that's great. Oh, but he's going to fire his agent. Okay. And by the way, he can't sign until he gets an agent that's certified and approved by the Players Association, which he still hasn't done. All right. And then Michael Russo comes out with a report that the NHL informed the Wild that there is likely, quote, zero chance that Kaprizov will be permitted to make his NHL debut this summer if the 2019-20 season resumes, an NHL source told The Athletic. Which only kicks the can down the road that Kirill Kaprizov, coming over to Minnesota or stateside, whatever you want to call it, has now been delayed even further. And it's to the point where I don't think it's even a guarantee that he'll be here in the 2020 calendar year. Let's just call it that. Whether it's finishing this season, starting a new season, I think now we are trending back in the direction of where we were just three years ago when he re-signed a KHL deal that he will not be coming over here stateside in 2020. It's now becoming more bleak, I should say. It's not a zero chance. It's just it's becoming more bleak and far more frustrating for the Wild. And he could uh, potentially return to his KHL team on a one-year contract and then come here in 21-22. So I see this both ways. One is I think there's a blessing here. I have no interest in this kid signing to start playing hockey in July or August with the Wild from the sense of it burns a year of its contract, which I absolutely hate. Now, it's a three-year entry-level contract that he's going to sign, and that's not going to immediately turn him free after that to be a free agent, but his second contract will pay him pretty well. This contract is, is because it's his first contract, going to be very reasonable if you are the Wild. I hate the fact that he would come here and play in meaningless sort of one-off games in July, August, when I could actually have him starting that three-year contract in 2020-21. But to your point, Dex, and you're right, if he goes back and now says, okay, if you're not going to start till December, I'm just going to play in Russia, that sets the whole thing back. But you know what? With the reality of where this team is at right now, this all should... And hopefully everything clears up and is fine. This all should be nothing more than a bump in the road. Because the it's not like the Wild is there. It's not like you're going to plug Kaprasov in next season and be great. It would help attendance probably. And so there are definitely good things about it. But it's also not like he's the one final piece of the puzzle to put you over the top and you think that you're a Stanley Cup team. Because you're quite frankly not. So I'm a little bit torn here. I'm with you in the fact that I definitely do not prefer him to go back and play another season in Russia, which he has told people with the Wild he does not want to do. He wants to sign. But I'm also adamantly against him coming here right now and signing and saying, put me in in July uh, because I just don't see the upside there. I just don't care that much personally. And I hate the fact that he would basically play a tournament and then a year of that contract is gone. So I can see this both ways, but one would hope that there would be a plan in place at some point here, and this is why, Dex, I'm completely personally focused on the start of the next National Hockey League season, because that's my question is, when are you going to know when you can start? Are you going to have fans there? I'm not sure about you, 
But as we talked about Judd's Hockey Podcast last week, I'm almost checked out on ending this season. Don't care at all. Um, everything that I'm questioning and any importance to me as far as the sport goes is when you resume play, what does what does that look like for the coming season? And I think with the NHL having its season pause, like we've talked about the logistics of just how complicated it is right now to restart the season. And we've discussed hub cities. We've discussed maybe just doing a Stanley Cup and not having playoffs. We've discussed play-in tournaments. I still think if they want to do it, just do one, just do a Stanley Cup essentially, forego the playoffs and crown a champion because the asterisk is just going to have to exist on this season no matter what. It stinks. It's a very tough deal. The what I what I'm okay with from your side of of him not signing the entry level contract is that it doesn't burn burn up that first year of the deal. Yeah, on a play on some type of tournament. And right now, if the Wild do sign him and there is no 2019-20 season. The Wild still control his rights through the 2024 season. I like that. Which gives them more flexibility to sign him to the lucrative deal that he'll earn after his entry-level deal. And to be honest, if, let's say, uh, in a perfect world, he came over here for the full season in 2021, and he's exactly what they wanted. He's a 30-goal scorer, 60-point guy. Mm -hmm. I would probably just start the contract negotiations right then and there. Now, would Kirill want to do that? I don't know. But if I'm the Wild, I would start those, I would just say, you know what? Let's rip up the entry-level deal. You made basically chump change uh, for this rookie-level deal. Let's now try to sign you to something more team-friendly right away. Yeah, and I, I do think that this also goes into the very important discussion internally of where the Wild perceives itself to be because you're right in the fact that, you know, the 2019-20 season started off as poorly as possible. Some trades were made, including Zucker being sent to Pittsburgh, and it did feel like a corner was being turned. But let's not mistake a corner being turned for excellence. Like, they didn't turn a corner right. to, I think they're going to make a playoff run. They turned a corner to where, oh, this is better. I can see some things developing. There were still a, a lot of things I couldn't. The one thing with Kaprasov that I want to take as much time as possible, and if I could kick the can down the road with him a little bit on his contract, is it would technically give me more time to find a center. Yeah. And that I can't stress Dex how important I think that equation is to this because they don't have that guy they just don't yeah. he's not in their minor league system his name is not Eric Stahl God bless him he's my age you know Koivu's going to retire I believe and so if I can the quicker that I can get Kaprasov a center who is elite really good and it's going to cost you I, I get that the quicker that I now say to myself, this is actually a team that could make a playoff run, as opposed to, well, this feels like an improvement over the absolute garbage and crap we saw to start in October of this year. And obviously, yeah, you need the number one center, and they're hard to find. They don't grow on trees. They're, they cost a premium, whether it's in free agency or in a, a possible trade. But, I mean, how... Let's let's go back down the idea of 1920 being resumed, or even if it never stops and the Wild make the playoffs. I mean, Kaprizov comes over here, basically for the playoff run, kind of like Cal McCarr did for Colorado last year, and all of a sudden this kid was a stud for them, and he's going to be a stud for Colorado for years to come. I think that, A, that would have accelerated the process to get a number one center, Yep. and the Wild would have been more willing to sacrifice something at a premium to get it, because they probably saw, like, wow, we have Fiala and Kaprizov on the wings. Parisi's still a very serviceable player. Mm -hmm. Eric Stahl's out of the last limb, but we can still get something more out of him. 
the bottom half of your forwards as a really established group. The defense is there. We're close. Let's go get our number one center, and then we'll hopefully find our goaltending too. I think it would have been able to accelerate the process to getting there. Now that it's paused, it's just a, such a it's such a big waiting game that even when the season resumes or if it starts a new one starts, I don't know if teams are going to be so willing to be engaged in trade talks and engaged in trying to help out a team find its partner. Question two comes from Ryan, and he tweets in, do you guys think, as we're about to get baseball back, that the players and owners are actually going to let finances get in the way? And I will start off by saying, absolutely, yes, I do. <laughs> uh, Declan, what if if we get back to where we are set to play, okay? Mm-hmm. And let's say they've been given the go-ahead from Fauci and the boys. They're in good shape. Yes, it's going to be an 80-game season. That's not ideal, but who cares? We're seeing baseball again. What's it going to do to you as a baseball fan if what stops baseball from starting has nothing to do with the virus but is financial quibbling and hang-ups from the owners and the players? And make no mistake, it's both sides. You can't blame just one. It's both sides. Well, it's beyond frustrating um, because I want baseball back probably more than any other sport right now. And I know we just did a deep dive on hockey and we love our hockey, but this is the time of year where baseball reigns supreme. By the way, to be clear... I'm with you completely right now. Yeah. Yes. I live three blocks from Target Field. I walk by it at least once a week, and it is soul-crushing walk, walking by there and not being able to go inside. Even when the Twins were horrible for the majority of this decade, mm-hmm. you still enjoyed going to the ballpark every day. Mm-hmm. And, yes, it's hard to blame one side. And the, the owners, we can call them greedy bastards and whatnot. That's fine. And then the players have definitely a, a big right to be like, well, we can't split up more and more revenue. And also, like, we have more to lose than you have to lose. So it's hard to pick a side on who is right and who is wrong, because I think both are wrong. <laughs> I, th- I think both, are, both, both have wrong opinions here. But I want to see baseball back. And I think at the end of the day, I think, like what Jeff Passan said, that's what it's going to come down to. Everyone's just going to have to sacrifice Money, everyone's going to have to sacrifice morals, integrity. If you want to play baseball in 2020, here's what we got to do, and this is the plan. Have morals. That's my thing. Have morals. Understand what th- what's going on here. Understand that you've got uh, the opportunity to create a diversion for a country that desperately needs that diversion for sports fans, and you're actually going to start to quibble. I, I think there's a very good chance... I want to say the CBA Dex is up after 2021, and I think there's a very good chance that there's going to be a work stoppage at that point. Okay, yeah, yeah. and that's going to be greed, and I get all and that of was that. the case before COVID. But that, exactly right, and right. so so I you're right. Do I like that? Absolutely not. Am I willing to accept that as part of the business? Yes, it happens, of course. And, and in fact, baseball's had relative labor peace since they canceled the World Series in '94. Yeah, so they've had a pretty good run here. I get all that, but if you allow this situation now and the and attempting to be greedy here, shame on both sides. Exactly, I'm with you, and I'll tell you what: if they can play and it's approved, and the CBA and issues of finances stop them from playing. I'm not going to blame one sports fan who says, I am done. And by the way, too, as much as we both like baseball, let's keep in mind, baseball is not a sport right now that's probably in position to get greedy. Like, as as many faults as football has, football's a billion-dollar money-making machine. And baseball oh, yeah. makes baseball makes millions as well, 
But baseball's got a lot of problems, a lot of warts, a lot of faults. And if baseball now turns its back on its fan base and is like, I'll bleep you, we're, you know, we couldn't come to a, an agreement and there are not games because of that, I'm not going to blame anybody who says, I'm out, bleep you back, I'm done. It's tough, man. I, I want baseball back so bad. And like we said, we, we, we get, you can see both sides of, of players and teams and I think what just kills me the most is even as a baseball fan, I really, since probably 2010, and I mean, look, I remember the 2000 division championships very well because that was the time I was becoming a sports fan, but I can't remember a more anticipated season that I was so excited for. Probably 2009 Vikings with Brett Favre coming over. Yeah. Probably the first year of Prezian Suter, but I had temper. I was like, all right, this is going to be really exciting and fun, but it's not realistic of a championship run. In terms of what was trumping my preseason expectations for a club in this state, I think the 2020 Twins are at the top of the list. I was, I mean, they were so good out of, out of, the, out of the gate in 2019. And you add Josh Donaldson, who is also one of my favorite players in the game. Yep. You still have some pitching warts, but I like what the leadership is doing, and I think they're trending in the direction of possibly adding a starter. There's so many things that were working for the Twins that, again, is paused. And Minnesota, I mean, it's Minnesota sports. It's seriously, it's such a well, Minnesota who, sports thing to happen. Who didn't get screwed? The Wild The wild sort of did, but I'm, I'm not, I don't think they got as rude as as they could have been because again I really think they did. they're not a champ but they're not a championship team i mean they're, they're they were improving um the capershop thing's gonna stink because as fans we would like to see them but i'm with you a thousand percent on the twins the twins are the one that because this was a team built for 162 games the long run i think we were all fairly convinced that it was okay to say they're gonna win this division and were they going to get past the big bad Yankees this time? I have no idea. But the addition of Donaldson certainly looked promising. So I just don't – there's no upside to like saying, oh, the Twins are going to come back and play 80 games. This was a team built for a full season, potential playoffs. Uh, I'm with you. Total screw job. 100%. And I know we talked about this on Mackie and Judd, the full show on Tuesday on May 12th too, but – I get that there is an an older crowd here with with the Twins. They're one of the older lineups in baseball, and yes, they're built to be a 162 game season. But if there's no season, that's worse than 80 games for them. Oh sure, it's, I'm a, just, it's this it's was just going to be killer. This was to your point going to be so exciting. Yeah, the but, world you know the World Series window was 20 and 21. I'd like Kaprasov here, but did the but does the Wild get screwed as far as a playoff run? Absolutely not. They might not have made the playoffs. So the Kaprasov thing stinks, but the rest of it, I'm like, yeah, okay, this isn't great, but but there there are teams that there are, are National Hockey League teams that certainly got it worse than the Wild did by the stoppage. You know what? If the Vikings don't start, it sucks, but they're not getting screwed. Yeah, and and let's be honest too, the Wolves are the Wolves did not get screwed. No, the Wolves season came to an Wolves, end, and that's yeah, that was it. But I mean, if the Vikings don't start, are the Vikings a potential playoff team? Probably, but am I going to sit there and be like, that is a shame? Like, who do you say? Of the teams here, yeah, who didn't, who aren't getting to complete their season or start their season, who do you say that's a real shame? And the Twins are just to yeah, me the twins number are one, one easily. The Twins are number one, and obviously, maybe my take on the Wilds a little more aggressive than others, but I, I just think the Western Conference in the NHL was, was I wouldn't say wide open, but it, it's the Blues and everyone else. The parity between two and eight 
when the play when the season stopped, I thought was very very close. I think in a playoff series, you would have there's a few teams that would have just destroyed. I, I just disagree. I, I think they matched up very well with the with the Vegas Knights. I I thought it was going to be a, a pretty compelling series. The way they were trending, you get hot at the right time in hockey. Yeah. And yeah, look, is Alex Stalock going to be a guy that's, you can? That's what I was going to say. You can ride who's your Stanley goal, Cup. Who's your goaltender? Yeah, that one's tough. But I I think there was things promising. Give me a goaltender. Give me a goaltender, and I'm in on right. I'm with you, but they don't have a goaltender. So. It's a raw deal. I want baseball back. I want. I'm with a, you on baseball. I want a beer, a brat. Judd, I will even forego white claws if it meant I can just sit in the ballpark. I'm going to hold you to that and a brat. I'm going to hold you to that right now. Write that down. Good. You can get fat like me. All right. This has been the debut of the uh, Mackie and Judd after show. This will be uh, Zolgad and Declan Goff. We are going to do this a few times a week. And uh, so again, send your questions in, and we will address them on this program. I am at Jay Zolgad, Z U L G A D. Declan Goff is at Dex D E X tweets, and um, send those questions in, and we appreciate it. And we will talk to you soon.